Hey, what's going on? Howie Spangler here. It is uh, Tales from the Green Room, episode number 88. Who remembers 1988? I do. That's weird, man. Getting old. It was an interesting year for me. I broke my arm. Again, I broke my other arm. It was my right, it was my right wrist. This kid pushed me off the slide in uh, second grade. March 1988 and uh, it sucked I remember being up there and just I got to the top of the slide and I remember I was sitting on my knees which is not the way you're supposed to go down a slide maybe I deserved it Uh, but yeah this kid pushed me like go go man we're all trying to ride this thing and uh, fell right off the side. And I remember falling in slow motion. And I was like, oh, I'm going to land on my stomach. I don't want to I don't want to hurt my stomach. So I'm going to put my wrist and put my arm under my belly to, to break the fall. So I don't hurt my belly. And I cracked my wrist. It hurt really bad. <laughs> I was laying there crying, screaming, just flipped over on my back, just screaming. All the kids were like in a circle looking down at me. And uh, the teachers came over and they got me and went to the nurse. And uh, my, my teacher, Miss, Miss Kuypner, Mrs. Kuypner, um, thank you for sitting there with me while, while mom was on her way to come pick me up. Yeah, she sat there with me the whole time. And I remember she was like, holding my she was sitting next to me in the nurse's office when I was laying back and she was holding my wrist and just like rubbing like very motherly just rubbing my wrist and it was very nice she was a very nice teacher she was awesome um definitely one of my one of my highlight teachers do you guys have a favorite teacher out there I've got I've got a few Mrs. Green in fifth grade she was awesome she was uh gave me shit because I didn't do my homework for a whole week. She didn't feel like it. And then she sent me home with a note to give to my mom and make her sign it. And then I pretended that I lost it. I think it actually got washed in my pants. My mom washed it in my pants. She didn't check my pants. She did the laundry. And uh, yeah, I was all destroyed in that next week. Get that, get that note signed by your mom? No, Mrs. Green. Why not? Oh, it got lost. It got washed in the laundry. She took me to the office right then and there. I had to call my mom at work. I had to call my mom at work and make her hear this story about how I didn't do my homework. And she was all mad. And I was crying. (laughs) That sucked. It sucked. But, I mean, you know, she... uh, she was. She just wanted what was best for me, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely have a a lot of uh, teachers. Miss Kaczynski, sixth grade. Um, some standout fine women there who didn't get the respect they deserved. I don't know. Maybe they did, but uh, yeah, they were they were great. Um, thank you for for being awesome teachers.
There's some shitty teachers, too. I mean, come on. Um, all right. Well, that was story time with Howie about my childhood. Uh, how's everybody doing? What a what a weekend. What a week before that. I was uh, busting my ass working on these um, working on these uh, props for the Halloween show this past Saturday. Some of you caught the Instagram story. Um, you know, I can't I can't let anything go without saying something silly or stupid. I gotta have fun with it, right? Um, I think most musicians, like most musicians, musicians that I know, especially, I mean, we're like part-time comedians, you know? We always want to, we're always usually goofy people. And I think that comes from, like, I have a dark sense of humor, you know? Um, I think it just comes from the monotony of all the, the Groundhog Day stuff of being on the road and kind of living that that life. It's the same thing every day, so you got to break it up. Anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, so I was doing the uh, Halloween stuff last week and had a lot of fun with that. I made those skeletons. I got these two skeletons from Party City, and uh, they were kind of expensive. They were 50 bucks a piece. Um, I justified it by like saying, okay, well, I'm just going to keep these for Halloweens to come, you know, as decorations for the house. Try to scare some kids. Uh, so I was just like, I'll just get it and I'm going to make them up. I, I, I looked up, I, I thought there'd be, I was like, there's got to be a way to make these things look cool and not just skeletons. They did look cool as just skeletons and they're posable, you know. We had them sitting around the house and they're funny, you know, you always, you just forget that they're there and walk by the kitchen and oh, there's one standing up by the window um, or one sitting on the stair, stairwell. But I wanted to do something interesting and cool with them. So I looked up uh, how to make a dead body. And um, that was actually what I did first. I didn't even think about the skeleton. And I saw some guy making like, he had like PVC and some zip ties and like nylons. And um, and that was all cool. I, I thought that was neat. But uh, I kind of wanted to, I wanted to have like a real realistic looking structure, the bone structure. And so I found uh, how to corpse a skeleton. And you can do it many ways. Um, you can use like liquid latex and paper towels and things like that. Uh, that that actually, I, I want to do that at some point because um, I saw a guy doing that, and I know I could pull that off. Like he was painting it up; it looked ridiculous. It looked looked even better than the ones that I ended up making. Um, which is what I did was use the uh, the heat. Um, I had a heat gun and dropped plastic, and I wrapped them around, basically shrink wrapped the skeletons, and uh, it, it was it was wild. They they turned out really cool. I spray painted them, and did a little shading and stuff, and dressed them up in clothes and once I put them in clothes they were already creepy but like I put them in clothes and it just got even weirder so <laughs> um yeah I don't know it was uh it was it was a fun it was a fun um experiment project thing and uh they ended up looking really good on the um they looked really good on the um on the stage and uh, I used the my buddy James and his dad, they have a company called Ambient Force, and I used a couple of their up lights. They have a candle flicker feature where it turns orange and then it just has this, changes, uh, changes uh, luminosity. I, I don't know, is that the... <laughs> um, 
vibrance, intensity. That's what it is. Intensity is very quickly, so it looks like it's uh, um, flickering like a candle or, in this case, a, a bonfire. So, uh, anyway, it just looked awesome. Got these light up palm trees, LED palm trees. Uh, we had our new banner, the, all the, the tiki bulbs, and it just looked so sick, man. I was, I was really proud of the, the stage setup this time. Um, try to make it look super festive. And uh, yeah, the show was great. Thanks to everybody that came out. Thanks to all the bands, Article Sound System, Fayuka, and uh, Wes Anderson. Um, just made for a great night. So thank you very much. We're, we're going to do it again next year, I assume. We've been doing it since 2007. So we did take off last year just because we were kind of like just burnt out, you know. So I'm hoping to get back to a 2020, Halloween 2020. Uh, we're going to do something special for that. I don't know. Um, and, uh, yeah, then, uh, Sunday, so that was my week and then, and then Saturday and then Sunday I did, uh, went in the studio with a band called Educated Fools, um, from here in Maryland, like a hip hop reggae, hip hop reggae rock band. I uh, just went in with, uh, Drew Mazurik, who's a legend. He's a local legend here. He's, uh, engineered records for Lincoln Park and Nothing Face and I, I believe he did the, uh. The Monkey Wrench single by Foo Fighters years ago. Um, so, yeah, a lot of experience. It was cool to check out his studio and see what he's got going on. Um, but, yeah, just been picking up a lot of work lately, just doing production for other bands and engineering and mixing and stuff. And It's, it's something that I've always wanted to do, but I didn't realize how much fun I was going to have with it. Like, I could definitely see this as like a secondary career to the music you know that I make like you know I love touring and writing songs and putting out albums and stuff but this could be something that just I don't know I see it as I see it as definitely like the thing I do when I'm not on the road you know um and uh more bands are starting to hit me up now about it and um it's exciting it's an exciting time for sure uh, going to Alaska in a few weeks right before Thanksgiving uh, November 23rd we're going to be in Anchorage tickets are on sale on the PallyHoRocks.com website um, check out the tour dates and, and click that we're also going to go to um, that's going to be state number 50 by the way out of all that we've hit all the states even Hawaii and all the ones that no one ever goes to like Montana and Wyoming and the Dakotas we've done all that Alaska is the, the final frontier as far as uh, the United States goes. So pretty excited about that. Um, and then, yeah, we're going to go to Florida. We're doing uh, three shows in Florida. Um, on the way down, we're going to hit Wilmington, North Carolina. I think that's um, November 13th to the 16th. Uh, so, again, check it out. It's pretty much our last, our last little run for the year. And then we've got some one-offs and things in December. Um, I've got those acoustic dates with Eric Rockmani coming up from Revolution. Um, you can go to my website for that, HowieSpangler.com. And I'm excited to do that. I haven't done a, an acoustic tour. This will be like my second acoustic tour. I did one last summer with um, the Meager Kings guys and uh, Jason DeVore. And we had a lot of fun. Um, so it's going to be cool to get out there and just sort of put myself out there and... Uh, kind of I don't know it's a little nerve-wracking in a way because 
these shows are going to have a lot of people. And I don't know if I've ever had... I was talking to Ted from Pacifier about it the other day. And he's like, dude, it's weird. Like, you've got 500 people just staring at you, you know, while you're doing this. And it's a little daunting. It's not like some bar where you're in the corner playing acoustic and 10 people are paying attention and the rest are watching the game or, you know, drinking and having a good time. Everyone's focused on you. So that really put it in perspective for me. So, uh, but I, I welcome the challenge. It's going to be um, a fun time out there with Eric and Kyle and Brian, the TM. So uh, grab those tickets and come say what's up. We're going to be in Denver, actually, 1129 Black Friday, flying out for that. And then we're flying back for, uh, for Virginia Beach to kind of do the East Coast thing. So a lot of cool, cool things coming up. Um, all right. Well, I guess uh, I guess we'll get into the podcast here. Let's let's get it started. What's going on? All right. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was thinking uh, I would try something new here, and just I'm already doing the podcast, and I figured uh, why not just put the camera up there and. Uh, go live on Instagram. It's my first Instagram live. So how's it look so far? I don't know. Um, I got all this shit behind me. Weird. Um, yeah. So, um, I wanted to talk today about, uh, um, what's up? How's it going? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I wanted to talk today about, uh, stage production, like ways to make the stage, uh, look better ways to make your show, uh, more exciting. And, um, it's, uh, there's a lot you can do for, you know, it doesn't have to be super expensive. Um, you just got to be creative. And, um, I mean, we, some of you have heard the stories about like bands like Guar where they have, um, like blood, like they throw blood on their fans and <laughs> like, uh, shit gets really crazy. And uh, my band doesn't do anything like that, but um, I just wanted something like, uh, you know, everybody loves a good light show, I think. And I thought, how do we get a good light show with like no crew? You know, we don't have a light guy or a light girl. We don't, um, we don't bring a light designer with us on the road. We don't have enough room in the van. So like trying to figure out... Um, how we uh how we can make this work on a on a small budget or no budget and like nobody there to actually kind of make it happen so um years ago i think it was 2014 we decided to uh when i started really thinking about this um we uh i looked up how to create um ego risers basically we call them we call them light boxes um, and basically it's, uh, and if you've been to the Ballyhoo shows, you've, you've seen them, we stand up on them. We put them at the front of the stage. There's two of them and, uh, they're like, I don't know, like a foot tall, maybe a little, little taller. And, um, we just stand on them and we put a trigger in there and the, and with our heel, we can trigger it on and off and it blasts this light up. It looks epic. It looks super epic. And that alone made it, um, just took the show up. It just made the, the quality go up. It's like suddenly it got 
more exciting. Um, like even now, like we, I mean, we've been doing this five years now with the, with the light boxes. Um, we'll get up there and people, you're like right there in their faces. And, you know, we play a lot of intimate clubs. Um, and even on big stages, they look good, you know, um, the, uh, the light just, when it blasts up from underneath you, it just, it just makes you look very like statuesque and iconic. And, uh, so it was, it was like an easy way to, um, to really help up the production value of the, of the show. And it was, it wasn't expensive at all. I think it was maybe a hundred bucks to, to create both of them, um, and basically, it's just a floodlight, and it mounts to um, you. You create this uh, create this frame, which is just just wooden wooden frame. Uh, these panels, and you stick them together to create a box. And then you get <clears throat> this little floodlight from like Home Depot, and you can get a little trigger button. We have a little tiny little trigger button there um, that you wire up to the uh, to the light, and um, you mount it to to one of the corners of the of the light box, and um, I'll try to find the uh, I'll try to find the actual um, tutorial that that we used, and I'll, I'll link it in the bio there. I'll link it in the description. Um, but uh, it was very relatively easy, and it was cheap. Um, then you just get some plexiglass, you lay it on top, and you screw it down. You don't want to screw it down too tight. You want to have some sort of a gap in there and you can use like um like maybe even like a uh, like a foam or rubber gasket along the the top where the glass is going to sit and basically you just create a little gap between the glass and the button and then when you step on it you know you just use your your heel and press down and it uh creates this cool it triggers the light and you get this light shooting up and it's a very very cool effect um so that's one thing you can do. And you can think of other ways to do it. Like I think in my mind we were, we were talking about like uh, like the uh, Billie Jean video by Michael Jackson where he's he's walking down the sidewalk and it's just lighting up as he's walking. That was probably mind-blowing back then. Um, anyway, so that was one thing that really helped to take the, the production value up for the show. Um, and then... You know, there we we tried other things. Like I got uh, confetti cannons. You know, so I wanted to like blast people with confetti, and the ones that we got weren't that good. We didn't really have a budget, and um, you know, being like an independent band, it was just it was hard to like justify paying a couple hundred bucks a piece for some decent ones. You know, but what I have learned is that um, when it comes to the show and the the overall like how you want to be perceived and the sort of like the show you want to put on um you, you want to spend the money to to make it look good like we definitely like again we had basically no budget back in the day and you know I, for halloween like we did our halloween show this past weekend and um I wanted to spend a significant amount of money. I think we spent like two grand or something or 2,500 bucks on everything, um, which is significant. It's a lot of money. Um, but I know a couple of years ago that we wouldn't have thought to do anything like that. You know, I mean, well, I wanted to do something like that, but we, we couldn't actually afford it. <laughs> you know, I couldn't justify it. So I'm like trying to bargain shop and 
find things that look cool, but then you get it in the mail and it's like not as big as you thought it was going to be. And even when like you look at the specs, like a lot of like Amazon, like stuff now, you'll see the specs and it'll, um, they'll have it listed like the size, but it won't be, I don't know. It's just not the way you pictured it. And I didn't want to have that again. Like I wanted to, I wanted to make sure that this show this time, uh, just looked off the chain. Like, um, I got these, uh, these led, um, palm trees, which I think I'm going to put in here because they're just, I can't let them go to waste with, you know, um, they're too awesome. Uh, they looked great. They're seven feet tall and, uh, they just look so rad up on the stage. Um, I picked up, uh, those are like a hundred bucks a piece, I think. Um, and then, uh, I picked up some, uh, some tiki bulbs, um, the little globe ones. And I got, they were 25 feet in length. I got four of those and, uh, kind of strung them across in kind of a neat way. Um, and, uh, I bought these, these skeletons from party city, um, and ended up, I wanted to make them look cooler. So like, I mean, they already looked pretty cool, like with the, uh, you know, as a skeleton, they're like posable, but, um, I just knew that I, I wanted to do something different with them. And I'm a type of person like where I can't really like a template doesn't really work for me. Like something that like, I remember when I used to do websites back in the day, like, um, I was always trying to come up with cool ideas for website. Now I, I would go and like when flash was the big thing, I would have like the, uh, I download like the templates and then I would just plug in the information and like any pictures and stuff like that of the band. And it just looked too corporate and businessy and like, it just didn't look like a rock band website. Um, and I find that with everything that I do, like it, it just, I guess deep down, I, I don't want to necessarily look or sound like something else. Um, I don't want it to be like a cookie cutter thing, which has kind of been my whole approach to life. <laughs> Just uh, not not wanting to be a part of like the norm and kind of make my own path. Now for the section where we pay the bills. And now back to the podcast. The same goes with, with the, you know, the music and the production value on stage. So I digress. Um, I got these skeletons for Party City and they looked cool, but... I thought we could make them look cooler. So I looked up like how to make a dead body and um, there was a lot of cool tutorials on there. And if you look up uh, corpsing a skeleton, um, you'll find a lot of very cool um, uh, tutorials and they're they're rather easy. And a lot of them are the same thing. Like I ended up, I went with a, I got a heat gun from, from Home Depot. I got some drop plastic and there there was only like, like a couple bucks a piece for those. They were like nine by like nine by five or nine by seven or something like that. Um, it's like two bucks for one of them. So, uh, I got two of those and I just wrapped the skeletons. I basically shrink wrapped them. I used the heat gun to, uh, to adhere the, um, the plastic around you know, onto the skeleton. Um, and what's cool is like, you can, the more I kind of did it, the more I learned, like if you, if you kind of double and triple bag it, um, you can kind of create these lines like in the face or like across the neck or the chest, like makes it look like sinew or like um, wrinkles. I wanted it to look like rotting flesh, like decomposition. And so um, 
got through with that and uh they looked cool you know they you could see what was happening but i knew that it also they need to be painted um and uh some of the stuff that i saw on youtube were uh uh people were using like stain like wood stain which is kind of like an orange reddish brownish kind of color like a rusty kind of color i guess and um I wasn't going so much for like the charred body, but I, I was going more for like a de- decomposing, uh, rotting flesh kind of look. So I, I picked like a like a primer gray. Um, I, I I grabbed a uh, some black and I grabbed um, some like camouflage, like the kind of olive green camouflage spray paint. Uh, and so I went over them with the gray on both sides all around. I tried to hit everything I could, lifting up the legs and spraying and doing the arms and the hands and stuff. Um, and then I kind of used the, the, uh, the, the green to kind of get a little, I don't know, discoloration and just make it look even like weirder and grosser. Um, and then I probably could use some, some blue. Um, but then I, I hit the black, I did the eyes and the insides of the mouth and then sort of like, uh, under the arms and maybe across the rib cage and like the back and stuff. Uh, well, anyway, when they were done, they looked really rad and I had them sitting in my house and they looked really creepy. Um, but then I, I dressed them for the show and just like, you know, some, some, some hats and, uh, one of them was wearing a pacifier tank top and the other guy's wearing a, um, like a palm tree shirt and they're wearing board shorts. And, uh, they looked even creepier once I did that. It was, it was, uh, definitely interesting um so then what i did was uh i had this idea for um i wanted to do something with the stage because in the past we've done we we've like made our our halloween shows uh we had to get really creative like i said we didn't have much of a budget so um one year we did pirates of the inner harbor um and we do in the baltimore area so it's downtown so it's like right there at the inner harbor um so it was Pirates of the Inner Harbor, and we uh, turned the stage into a pirate ship. And still still probably my favorite out of all the, the set designs, uh, minus this weekend. I was like really proud of this weekend. I thought it looked very cool, like a, like a beach party, which was like the theme. Um, but yeah, so we made the whole front of the stage look like a, a pirate ship. It was all cut down and just... It was it was wild, and then for the stage itself, like to get deeper, like next to the drum kit, we put a, um, a crow's nest with uh, a, a, a skeleton up there, um, and so uh, for this time, this this show, I created a like a campfire, and if you check my Instagram story from uh, last week, I I saved it as a highlight there. You can go on my my account Howie Spangler and uh, and look and watch, but um. I put uh, a campfire up there and basically put the skeletons in beach chairs sitting around the campfire and uh, just looks so cool. And then I used these up lights um, from Ambient Force to uh, create the candle flicker effect um, to make it look like they were actually in front of a, a fire. Um, so kind of breaking it down, what I did was I, I ordered, I think it was 48 pieces of uh, styrofoam and styrofoam blocks and they're all different sizes there's like three different sizes all together um some long ones some shorter ones and they're all about that thick and uh got uh two pieces of that poster board that's like the foamy poster board that kind of like like a half inch thick or whatever it was two black pieces of that taped them together 
and then um, kind of laid them out laid in like a and stack them in a way that you would like a like a fire pit with like stones you find find on the ground and um, so I did that and then uh, I used a spray adhesive and the spray adhesive I used it was um, I can't remember the brand but it was a 77 was the number on it I guess that maybe is intensity or something or how how good it holds um, the adhesive was actually eating through the styrofoam. Uh, so I learned that I, I need to, next time I do that, um, I'm going to find something that won't, hopefully won't eat the styrofoam or maybe find a better solution than styrofoam. Um, and this was the kind that like, that like falls apart. It's like the, the, the pieces that go everywhere. So that was kind of weird. I, it'd be nice to find something a little more that doesn't fall apart. But um, anyway, stack those up got the adhesive on there, got them all together. And then I hit it with spray paint, just like the primer, a little bit of black. Um, and then if I feel like I did too much shading with the black, I just hit it again with the primer. Um, and ended up with this really cool looking rock wall. Um, and then I got some, some cardboard and uh, created three logs and I spray painted those up to kind of look burnt. And then I found some some fabric from uh, from Walmart actually, and I don't know what the it's that kind of I can't explain it. It's like a it's very light. You can see through it. They use it for like tutus and stuff. Um, anyway, it was orange, but it had like glitter all in it. So uh, my whole kitchen looked like I had like a a stripper party or something. Um, it was just glitter everywhere, and I was covered in glitter. Uh, so. Um, I wrapped the uh, I wrapped that around the uh, the logs that I kind of did it in like a triangular formation like this wrapped around the logs and um, uh, put a fan underneath to kind of blow the uh, the fabric up and it worked it didn't work that well like the it wasn't the that powerful of a fan it was just one of those tiny little fourteen dollar like black fan plastic fans you get from Walmart um, but it had the ends kind of going a little bit, which was nice. And I had to kind of trim it down so, so the, the fabric wasn't as heavy uh, to kind of get the wind there. And then uh, topped it off with that, uh, that the Ambient Force Uplights, um, which I'm using right now is a, a, see that right there in that light? Yeah, that's, um, that's an Ambient Force Uplight shooting at me to get this sort of like, you know, to light it up. It's kind of dark in here. Um, so anyway... Uh, Put that on stage with the skeleton sitting around it. Kicked the dude's legs up on it. Um, got the palm trees and did the lights, the light bulbs and the, everything. And uh, had like this hanging cocooned spider web guy uh, upside down. It looked pretty freaky. It was like, I think, 72 inches long or something like that. And got that from Amazon. And we had a, a good looking stage, you know. Um to and then to really top it off so years ago we we went on tour with less than jake and uh, that band's awesome if you don't know who they are check them out they're from florida gainesville um really uh fun band live they they um they say the funniest shit live i've one of the funniest bands i've ever met um and uh very fun to watch and they were doing the things with the confetti cannons and um, uh, they had geysers. They like You'd just be standing there watching the show and then this smoke would come flying up at like these epic parts of the songs. And I was instantly just like, how do I get that? Where do I, where do I sign up for this? 
um, I ended up chatting with uh, with Jr. their um, sax player, and uh, I was like, "Bro, I really need to know like where did you guys get like they have these really cool ideas for for a stage design like they have like dummy cabs with uh, the logo for the tour and stuff all over them and they use like up lights to shine on the cabs when the lights go out on stage because so they're still lit up and um, they just really care they really think about their their show you know. Um, and I appreciated that. So uh, I had to ask him, you know, like, and, and JR was like, dude, I don't care. You can, I'll tell you exactly where to go. Like he wasn't, he wasn't worried about like keeping like the, keeping it secret, all the tips, you know, he's, he's a good dude. Um, he's like, yeah, you can steal whatever you want, you know? And uh, so I thought that was nice. Um, so in 2017, I finally, uh, was like, all right, yo, we got to get these, these geysers. We got to like, it's another thing to help the show make, make it look good and, and all that. And the guys agreed. And so I, I got these, uh, I think I got them from Sweetwater. Uh, it was the, uh, yeah, it was Sweetwater. It was the, the Chauvet DJ, uh, T6 geyser. I got two of them and you have to get the, um, get the, the QDF, the quick dissipating foam, uh, no, quick dissipating haze. Sorry. Um, basically like, uh, it, it goes up and then it's just dissipates. It, it goes away very quickly as the, the name says, but, um, as opposed to like having like a long standing haze in the room, like you don't want to get in too smoky because we, we use them a lot in the set for like guitar solos and like when the songs are really escalating and, um, just, you know, when we want the crowd to go crazy. Um, so started using those and that was another thing that took, took the vibe up. It took the whole value up. Um, I, I hear it every night still, or people just screaming, like when we, when they get set off at the right time and our tour managers over there in the corner, just like hitting the, the remote button to, to trigger those, um, which that, that was great because again, like I said before, we're looking for solutions that allow, um, for, uh, like one person to do it or, you know, sometimes nobody, like, uh, I was using these lights for a while, the up lights, the ambient force lights. Um, they have a setting where they change with the beat. So every time the beat happens, um, they change colors. So things like that, things that are automated and, you know, you can go crazy with it too. Like you can automate it to like pro tools sessions and things like that, but we're not quite there yet. Um, so yeah, tour managers over in the corner just like triggering the, the the geysers, and then we've got the light boxes that we step on, shoots the light up, and then we do those at the same time. It's just holy shit, what happened? You know, it's just uh, I don't know. We just want like we just want the people out there to have a good time and see something cool, and like I think it, there is something to be, to be said about just a band going up there, drums, bass, guitar keys singer whatever and on an on like a bare bone stage and just rocking the fuck out like i i totally get that um and that can be very special but i don't know i see it as like a show is it is an escape for people um and the fact that they're coming to see us in the first place is just amazing to me but um i i think uh they paid money and I think they should see a cool show if we can help it. Um, the best show that they could go to, you know, I want to be eventually, I want to be like the best live band, you know, that's the goal. Um, 
And so these, these geysers and these light boxes and then, you know, doing the Halloween show and going all out for that and spending the money to make it look good. Um, that's, it's, it's going to show like people aren't necessarily going to notice if you don't have any of this stuff, right? They won't be like, Oh, I wish they had geysers and light boxes and cool shit going on and confetti cannons. Um, they're not going to say that, right? But if you do have it, they will take notice and they'll be like, holy shit, that's awesome. Not to mention that the photos and videos uh, look very, very cool. So um, if you're at all thinking about it, and it doesn't have to be the things that I'm talking about, get creative. Think of something else that you can do. You know, um, you can get like LED strips now, like Amazon, or eBay or something, and you can cut them down to whatever shape or size you want, and uh, you can create your own LED strips, and they change color and things like that. There's there's plenty of ways to to make the show look rad. Um, and about the geysers too, I recently um, the T sixes are nice. They're they're like this big. They're nice, but uh, the 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 plume is kind of small it's a decent size for like if you're doing like smaller rooms which i'd say like any like baby bands out there like uh it's it's still gonna it's gonna look good it'll look cool but um i knew that like i wanted to go bigger i wanted the ones at less than jcav and i'm pretty sure they have the p7s which is the ones that i bought recently i bought four of the p7s they go for like 429 a piece uh, right now at sweetwater um but if you buy through sweetwater you get that two-year warranty so that's always a good move. Um, anyway, so uh, the P7s, also about the P7s, between the P7 and the, and the T6. Um, the T6 is you press the button and it just, it you can let off and it'll just keep going. Like it, I don't know if it sprays for like eight or 10 seconds or something like that. Um, but with the P7s, if you hold the button down, it fires up and then when you let go, it stops. And I wanted more control. And with the P7, I got that. And for a while, for a, for a run of shows, we had, uh, the, I think the last tour we just did, I had the, um, the T6, two T6s and two P7s. And I noticed it right away. He's over there holding the button. He lets go. The P7s stop. And then the, uh, the T6s keep going. And it just, to me, it just, it didn't look right. Like it needs to be in sync with each other. Um, So we ended up getting two more P7s and now we have all that control. And the P7s also have a two-tone. They got two sets of LEDs on them. So there's a two-tone effect. You can get like an orange and a yellow and like a blue and a a pink or or red. Like there's, there's a lot of different color combinations and it just looks even cooler. And you can also make it so it's, it's, uh, the colors are off and it's just the smoke. Um, so it's just this big plume of smoke. Lots of cool applications. Also, you can turn them on their side. You can shoot them sideways. You can kind of shoot them at an angle. You can, you can, they have, they come with mounting brackets so you can mount them upside down and shoot downwards onto the stage. So we haven't gotten that far yet, but, uh, but yeah, very, um, very, very cool. Uh, so that's what our stage is right now. And I say, Again, I understand that that money obviously is a big factor, 
and you don't want to break the bank. That's for sure. That's why I say get, get creative. It was about a hundred bucks to create both of those light boxes and they're a good size and um, they just really make things look so cool and different. Um, but you, uh, if you're going to go for, for something, you know, I'd spend the, spend the money to make it look good. Cry now, don't cry later kind of thing. Like, you know, I wish we'd have got, we had gotten the, the P7s a couple years ago so we didn't have to spend the money again to get the P7s. You know what I mean? Like, um, but again, it's, it's, it's whatever your situation is, just make, make it work with what, what's best for you. Um, so I think the whole point of this was just to say that uh, think about ways that you can make your show better all the time. Um, because again, people, they won't necessarily notice if you're not doing it, but they will absolutely notice when you are doing it. And it shows that you care. It shows that you want to have, um, you want them to have the best experience possible. So I don't know. Um, I guess that's it really. I, I, I don't want to beat a dead horse here. Um, I tend to do that when I when it's just me talking and I don't have some I'm not interviewing someone. Um, but uh, if you have any questions, hit me up. Uh, hit me up in the comments below. Let me know, um, and I'll put these links in here for this, for the stuff that we have. If you're looking to up your your performance, um, make your show look better, um, and then uh, hit me in the DMs over at Instagram. Howie Spangler, and uh, make sure you subscribe to Tales from the Green Room podcast. Um, we've got 80, 88 episodes. This is episode eighty-eight right now. So, um, a lot of great interviews with uh, some some artist friends of mine, and uh, more like that. Um, oh, look at this! I've got. I turned the chat on for for you, this YouTube thing, and it's kind of distracting. <laughs> but uh, I will answer that. Um, yeah, so I will not have any production at the uh, at the acoustic shows. Um, I don't, it's just gonna be me and acoustic guitar. Um, it'd be rad to maybe do something in the future, but, uh, I got to think hard about that. I don't know. It'd be really funny though, right? To make it look like a rock show, like with smoke and lights and, you know, <laughs> stuff like that while I'm playing acoustic. Yeah. But uh, let me know in the comments what you think and, uh, subscribe to the YouTube, uh, subscribe to my channel and, uh, subscribe to the Tales from Green Room podcast. Well, that wasn't uh, as much as a shit show as I thought it was going to be. Um, it's weird. I had the chat up there while I was doing it on the YouTube, and uh, people were like asking me questions and shit. And I'm like, it totally fucks me up. I'm trying to like talk, and then I end up like, oh man, just screwing up, I guess. Um, yeah, so hopefully that gave you a little insight into kind of my thought process about you know, stage production and just trying to look your best, you know, um, subscribe to my YouTube channel. If you get a chance, Howie Spangler, uh, make sure you subscribe if you haven't yet to the Tales from the Green Room podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, um, check me out. I'm going to be actually, uh, with Badfish this weekend, this Sunday, I'll be fronting Badfish. It's going to be Badfish with Howie. So, um, I have to relearn all these sublime songs from back in the day. Should be fun. So it's in Baltimore. Um, yeah. And grab tickets for uh, the Ballyhoo shows in North Carolina and Florida. 
and then the shows with Eric Rachmani, and oh, there's always so much going on all the time. Well, thank you all so much for tuning in. As always, I appreciate the support. Check out the merch at TalesFromGreenRoom.com, HowWeSpangler.com. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon.